Hey, Pronouncers. Welcome back to Printavo Pronouncers Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce from Printavo. Thank you guys so much for joining again right after Print Hustlers Comp, just getting back into the swing of things. Today, though, we've got a very, very special guest, somebody who's actually at the conference, too, Mr. Vlad Kalman out of Printing on Main Street from Woodridge, New Jersey, out east. Our East Coast friends. What's up, Vlad? Yep. Nothing much. Thanks so much for uh, for coming, too, to the conference. What did you think? It was super fun. It was super fun. Met a lot of really, really cool people. Learned a bunch of things. So hopefully we, we can implement some of them and take it from there. That was definitely one of our, I think, our biggest one yet. It was funny because the room, obviously, was definitely full to the max. <laughs> um, you know, the tickets sold out in a month, month and a half or something. Plus, we had a bunch of sponsors that wanted to be a part of the event, plus people helping, and we definitely hit the capacity for that room. But, you know, everybody's everybody's friends, so, yeah, yeah, everybody's buddy. What, what was, like, what was a, was there a talk or a person that you remembered that you really liked? I mean, all the speakers said something that I really, you know, liked, and uh, it was very different than... I guess I expected it to be right. Mm -hmm. So it was really like, I don't know if you want to call it Ted talk style. Yeah. Right. It was really cool to find out some of the updates that you guys are releasing. Um, especially the mobile app, the updates to the mobile app. Yeah. Which I never even knew there was a mobile app to begin with till that day. So, and that's fine. And that's fine. It's, it's, uh, we're not super proud of that one. (laughs) It was, it was a test. Listen, test or not test. I put in an invoice yesterday. Oh, hell yeah. Car, so That's awesome, man. It, it uh, you uh, know, it, it did what I needed it to do. It feels like, especially in today's day and age, you have, you sign up for a site, right? Uh, project management software or CRM software or whatever. <clears throat> and there's always an app, right? I mean, we're just on the go so much, especially as a business owner, you're, you're there, you're there, you're at home. You want to check on something. You're, uh, and so that's what we know we needed. I I spent so much. It t- it costed almost, gosh, maybe probably thirty thousand dollars to to get that first version out. And that and that was the third version of the of that. Like the first one didn't work at all. Had to scrap the whole thing. Second one basically same thing. And then third one finally found somebody that knew what they're they were doing and then this new one coming out is a total scrap of that one but anyway that's cool to hear though it's never it's always evolving right it's just like everything else it's always evolving and you just gotta do the best you can couldn't agree more yeah i I think i agree with you on the the ted talky uh type of style i think some years we were trying to do a little bit more takeaways so you you write down stuff you've got all these and i'm sure you've got a ton of notes anyway but still you write down stuff and then you uh you know can implement it right away and i think this year was a little bit more like high level what what are we thinking about or being inspired by or or pulling from different industries so anyway enough about that though let's talk about printing on main street (laughs) uh tell us just a little bit about your shop so uh, the shop has evolved a lot from, you know, almost we started at the end of 2019. Uh-huh. Um, I knew 
nothing about the printing business whatsoever. Um, never printed, never, you know, did the, the only thing that I did do is I came from the events industry and I've always gotten stuff made for clients. So mm -hmm. t-shirts, hoodies, promo items, uh, banners, things of that nature. Is that what you're doing before so event I, management? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing, uh, I still, still have a, uh, live events company and we do a bunch of, a bunch of different types of events. You know, I was kind of trying to get out of that business for a little while after being in it for 20 years. And, uh, well, I just like decided, got burned out or yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was working with a, a really large company for, you know, almost, uh, eight, eight or nine years, uh, before this and, uh, you know, doing a thousand events a year. Um, as the GM, every single event would pass through my hands in one shape or another, you know? Um, so it was just, you know, 80 hour weeks and sure. nights, weekends late nights and, and weekends and, you know, having a family, it takes a toll on you. So I, I kind of wanted to, uh, get out of that situation. And, um, a client called me and said, Hey, I needed to get some shirts printed for an office party we're having. Uh, can you help me out? I said, mm -hmm. sure, why not? And like something just went off in my head. I was like, I'm going to open up a print shop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just the type of person I am, I guess. Uh, so I went on YouTube University and kind of learned everything I could learn. And, Who are you uh, watching? You know, Ryan I mean, or everybody. Uh, Catspit or? Yeah. So I watched all of Catspit's videos. I watched all yeah. of Ryanette's videos. I watched all of Lee Stewart's videos at that time. Yeah. I watched all of the print life. I, I mean, literally, I spent two months on YouTube. Where my wife got to a point, she's like, can you stop watching videos? <laughs> like, all you do all day is watch videos. And I'm like, well, I need to learn. So, um, obviously, we started small. I bought a heat press. You know, I figured I had some contacts in the business. I can get somebody to do some contract work for me. I said, let me start selling and then figure the rest out. Smart. Um, you know, and then I came across your video, how to go from zero to 250,000. I guess that's what it was titled. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, one of your early videos. Um, and this was way before I, I even thought about, you know, getting on Printavo or anything like that. Um, and we just started. I just started, um, created a company, started doing whatever marketing I knew. And the only marketing I really knew, because I'm not really too good with social media and, you know, Google and things like that, is I went door to door. So I would mm -hmm. literally close the shop at 11 a.m. every day. I would go visit different businesses in our town and surrounding towns uh, for an hour, hour and a half. I would grab lunch and then I'd come back to the shop. You know, every day that I did that, I picked up another job. Yeah, that's way, way. You know? So how did you, you know, what's funny by the way, uh, because you, you told me this story of watching that video that zero to two fifty K at the conference. And I was like, that is so cool. I, Cause I think that was the first videos that I actually made just from what we learned running a little manual shop on a college campus. Obviously, everything like worked for students, and it worked then in that time and era. There's, there's so many new, different marketing channels now, but um, that's really crazy. Well, tell me just a little bit more about the door-to-door, the -door, though. What I literally made a flyer, and I would walk in and introduce myself and say, yeah. hey, I'm Vlad. I own a local print shop I just opened recently, and... If you need anything, please feel free to reach out to me. And, you know, pizzerias, I mean, all different types of places, uh, you know, 
like one of my first customers was a local pizzeria down the street. I walked in. He said, oh, wow, I need to get some shirts made. I was like, I'm your guy. So was that from the flyer? So, so you went, you walked in, dropped off a flyer, asked for the owner or something, just introduce yourself. Just introduce myself. And I think the first week. How, how did you say it? Because, you know, some, I mean, that feels awkward to me too. I'll tell you that I still do that till this day, uh-huh. right? Um, because that's the only marketing I know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, like, I can sell really, really well face-to-face because that's what I've done for 20 years. Yeah. Right. I've sat with clients. I've met face to face and I've, and I've sold uh, a variety of different things. Um, when it comes to marketing online, I never did that. Right. I never had to post on Instagram. I never, like I did personally, but not for business. Like the company I was with had a department that handled that stuff. So I just still, till this day, we, we still do the same thing. Um, but like, give me an example, like that pizza shop, you walk in with the flyers. What do you say? Yeah. What? So I'll tell you the most recent one. So I happened to be driving and I was hungry. Okay. So I, I, found, I saw a pizzeria. I pulled over, went in, grabbed the slice. As I'm eating my pizza, I said, thank you to the guy. And on the way out, I said, hey, by the way, I own a print shop two towns over. Here's a flyer. If you ever need anything printed, you know, feel free to reach out to me. And the guy said, thank you so much. And yesterday he called me and said, hey, I need to get some shirts done. How can I send you the design? Right. So that's that's how simple it was. It wasn't like going out there specifically, you know, walking in like here, we want to sell you something. Walking in saying, hi, I'm so and so. I work or own this business. Um, And if you need anything, feel free to reach out to us. Then that's smooth. What about you talked about closing the shop before and you're at like 11. You're you're going door to door. How did that what was that yeah, script like? Well, that's that's what happened, right? So that was one thing that I used to do. Secondly, I literally contacted every single person in my in my phone book, mm-hmm. right, and said, "Hey, I opened up a print shop. If you know anybody or you need anything, let me know." Right. Um, and that helped, right? Because a friend of mine has a catering company. He reached out to me, said he needed some shirts. So it just from one thing led to another. Um, and every day as things went on, we just got busier and busier from one job to the next, to the next, to two jobs, to three jobs, to five jobs. And at that time, we were doing everything in vinyl. So it was taking, unless we got a big order, then I would outsource it. But at that time, for the most part, you know, a dozen shirts or whatever um, we were doing in vinyl, it was taking forever to do. Um, so I started doing transfers and other things of that nature got it. Um, to Can speed you, up the but- process. Do you have so the pizza example? I think is really great, right? You buy their service, uh, you know, you're just kind of making friends, just like, hey, you know, I'm here, um, let me know. Uh, were there any other examples that you can't maybe just buy their service, or that you're going in, or you're, you're trying to meet them? Yeah. So these days, we we do a lot of community type uh, sponsorships, mm-hmm. if you can call it. So we sponsor softball teams, we sponsor uh, baseball teams, soccer, um, different types of community events, fundraisers for the police department and different different things like that. So um, I found that that's really helped us get our name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last you know three years or so, we've kind of become the print shop in our community. Like everybody knows that we're here. Um, and that's really helped us grow. That's really helped us grow. 
You know, we went from that little 300 square foot store, you know, six months later, I knew that we couldn't, there was boxes floor to ceiling. I just, you had to like zigzag between the boxes to get to the heat press. It was, it was just too much. Um, so I took a 1500 square foot store and figured that would obviously give me room to grow. Mm-hmm. Well, a year later, I outgrew the 1500 square foot store and now took another 2700. God, that's awesome. Congratulations. And yeah. how long ago yeah. did you start? So we started August, but August, I just kind of took the lease and opened the corporation. I didn't of, really of last get year? going to like September of 2019. 2019, okay. Of 2019. January, I took the lease of this store um, and then, you know, did a construction and whatever, got it ready. February, we opened up mid-February, I guess. We started working from here and then March 15th, the world shut down. Got it. Can you share where, where you think you'll be at sales-wise this year? Uh, so I was just actually doing the numbers. So it looks like we're going to be right above 500,000. That's amazing. Congratulations. So, okay, so zero to 500K. In a little over two years. That's awesome. I, I, so I want to break this down more, right? For somebody out there that's going through this, that, that we can help share more. So there, there's an element of personality, obviously. You know, you going, being nice, talking to people, introducing yourself, uh, just meeting other business owners. That's one. You talked about two, uh, sponsoring community events. So just getting your name out there. People hear it the first time, they hear it the second time, they hear it the third time, maybe the fifth time they, they come in. Um, what else to grow to half a million in sales? So, I mean, when the pandemic hit, right, I just tripled my overhead. I had probably like, after I paid the security deposit, I had like three grand left in the bank. Mm -hmm. I was kind of panicking. Like, what am I going to do? Maybe I shouldn't have took this store. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, you guys had just released merch around that time, Mm -hmm. right? Like end of March. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of different betas and so I think we jumped on we jumped on in March um, and really reached out to as many people as we could and said, hey, you know, we wanna everybody, you know, was promoting these like uh coro mm-hmm. signs, like lawn signs, uh supporting healthcare heroes. And we decided to come up with a, a town campaign, right? So Thank you to the first responders of, let's say, you know, Woodridge or Maywood or Little Ferry or all these separate towns. We found the person in that town to be responsible for promoting it. And they basically used the money for, you know, their firefighters, ambulance, the police, you know, for the hospital, whatever they wanted to donate their portion of the the funds to. Um, Got it. We did. So that really, so the merch stores. Yeah, so that really, like, we just started make, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just started doing merch stores. It started with signs, then it became apparel and masks, and hand sanitizer holders, and just you know, every we totally pivoted away from doing. Do you guys still do a lot of stores apparel. now? Yeah, yeah. So fifty percent of our business now is merch, and that came from you weren't doing it before COVID. 
but obviously you forced it and then now you're still doing a ton and doing custom. Do you think it added sales to the business or it just diversified the sales and kind of split? hundred percent. It added. Okay. hundred percent. So yeah. it took it and sort of doubled and now it's 50, 50 in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have a little retail store where we do some one-off stuff for customers. Um, we've kind of a lot of the, uh, the towns that have contracts with other, um, apparel decorators, let's say for, for schools and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't personalize. So a lot of them will come to us to get, you know, names put on jerseys and stuff. Um, so we created kind of a, a storefront, a small 400 square foot storefront, um, and we do a lot of one-off stuff there. So that's about 15% of our business. Uh, business that's a fair amount. Business. Yeah. No, it, it, it brings, in, brings in a decent are there, amount. Are there other screen printing shops in the town too? So I'm looking at Woodridge, yeah. New Jersey. There's about 8,800 people, it's saying, in this town. Obviously, you talked about working with a lot of neighboring towns as well. So look at, look at Bergen County, New Jersey. That's our county. Um, yeah. I can't even tell you exactly how many towns are in the county, but way larger. Uh, we work with about 20 to 25 schools in Bergen County. Got it. About a million people. And then our proximity to New York City, you know, we get some of that uh, traffic as well. You know, we have, I think there's 75 star reviews. Yeah. Right yeah. You guys Google. have a lot. Do you, do you feel like you compete yeah. locally then with a lot of other shops or are there other shops? So... There are, right? So between me and a friend of mine who's become a friend since I've kind of came into this business, uh, his shop is probably 15 minutes drive from here. Okay. Um, and between me and him, there's about eight other printing shops. Yeah, I see one uh, two blocks away. Mm, a little more than two blocks. <laughs> there's one like five blocks away. Um, I guess what I'm curious on is just like, you know, sometimes we get questions on, hey, I'm in a, a smaller town or granted, for sure, you're in a highly populated area, though. But, uh, you know, I've got this tight knit area. How do I continue to grow? Look, this town that I'm in right now, right, is 20 percent of my business. 20 percent of the of the overall business comes just from this town. OK, got it. Right. The two or three neighboring towns around us is the other 20% of like, I'm saying out of the 50% of the merch. Sure. Right. The other 10% is towns that I've found out or people that I found out that are a little bit still in Bergen County, but a little bit further away, you know, half an hour away or so, even though you're in a small community, there's still business everywhere, everywhere. It just depends. Right. Like I was talking to somebody at print hustlers, you know, they're over, they're doing as much as me and their overhead is half of mine. Hmm. You know, it does, and they're in a small town and that doesn't mean it never stopped them. How, what, how do you, how do you think about that when he told you that? Or was it like, uh, oh, well, what's your minimum wage? Or was it, oh, am I, do I have too many people or what? No, I look at it like, yeah. So at the same time, you know, they were, they do a lot of the stuff themselves. So I am not a printer in any which shape or form. Right. Like I, till this day, can't properly code a screen. It's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do it if I have to, if I have no choice, it'll get done. Um, but you know, this person printed before to them, the printing part came easy. So they were able to do it to me. I had to hire somebody to do that. Got it. 
It's just not, yeah. So you could focus on the stuff you're good at. Right. Correct. Yeah, I'm a big believer of focus on what you're good at and try to hire people to do the stuff that you're not. And today I have another salesperson. We have two production people. Our overhead is... uh, has grown a lot. How do you structure the salesperson to work with you? Is, so, and when did that happen? It's too? a challenge. Um, so actually she was my first hire when I was still in the 300 square foot store. So what I realized was if I leave, the only way for me to keep bringing business was to keep going out there. Right. And if I keep going out there and closing every day, then who's actually going to make this stuff? So I, the, the pizzeria who was one of my first customers, I went to him because we kind of, became you know um closer and i said to him hey i need to hire somebody like part-time to just help me make shirts um and he said to me i think i might know somebody who's looking for a job like you know kids are in school or she she has you know a few hours during the day where she can work maybe that'll work for you Mm. and i said it's perfect those few hours is actually when i need to be out there so if i can teach her to you know weed and press shirts that's awesome. Right. You know, so I met with her and uh, she started working and she's been with me uh, ever since. And now she is uh, in sales um, and she brings in probably half the business. Hmm. So, okay. So she helps manage, I'm assuming, existing accounts and new accounts. Yeah. 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 And she's, she's salary um, where I'm working, I'm trying to figure out a way um to commission give her commissions as well it's just really hard like it's hard to figure out how that would work i'm i'm working on it um you know we haven't done that yet but it's in the works yeah that's an interesting model the, you know did the commission come up from her or more from you well so i've increased her salary you know every as we're growing you know twice a year or so mm-hmm. um and i think that at this point where she makes it de- like she has a decent cushion, right? For her to be able to actually go out there and bring in new business, I need to incentivize her uh, with some sort of a commission structure on top of her base salary. Got it. So it sounds like a little bit of both. So, you know, maybe she mm-hmm. wants to, to earn more and then you want to help motivate. Well, everybody wants to earn more, right? right. Everybody wants to earn more. Um, so, yeah. I think, look, and that's kind of the same way I've worked for majority of my life. I've had a base salary uh, and commissions or purely commissions. I mean, so I get it. It's just a little different in this business because do you do you take it off the top line? Do you pay commissions off the top line? Do you pay commissions off of profits? You know, like how do you, how does that work? Right. Right. I have another salesperson, like an outside salesperson that brings in business and she's 100% commission based. Um, but she was a promo products person. She has her own clients. Uh, we just do the work for her really and split and split, you know, yeah. profit. In, in you a know, way. I, for us, it's interesting when we first set up our commission and obviously totally different business, right? I mean, selling software versus apparel and, and promo products. Um, I actually told the team, I said, look, I've never set up a commission plan. So, we're going to evaluate this every two months just to see where it's at. It could go up. It could go down. We just need to make sure that it's, it, it benefits you and it's profitable for the business. Because if it's not, then like, it just doesn't matter what sales are bringing in. But uh, 
but yeah, we adjusted it maybe four or five times in the last couple of years. And not, not like major ones, but slightly. And I think at first it was really simple. It was like X percent. And then we were like, well, we want to motivate annual plans, right? It's good for cash flow for us to have an annual subscription versus monthly. But then um, it was too complicated because like you had to like think about like a sales rep had to like look at a Google sheet to figure out what they actually made and, and to tally it up. And then we did a... Um, we did some sort of waterfall arrangement. So basically you or cliffs basically. So you hit a cliff and then you, you get ratchets up. So it gets more of a percentage and we still do more of that now, but it's a lot easier to tally to know when I sell this, I make this. And I think that helps. I'm sure we're not, we're going to keep changing it still, but yeah, I mean today uh, I incentivize all of our uh, employees with bonuses um, oh, how does that work? They're different. They're yeah. So, so it's not really structured. We're such a small tight knit team. Like, um, Angela just got here. Who's been with me from, from day hey, one almost. Hi, Angela. Um, and she'll, she is in the other room, but I'll say right. she'll come over <laughs> and say hi. Um, so Angela will tell you that I buy lunch for everybody every single day. Hi. Hi, Angela. How are you? So that's first of all, I, you know, it's just something, if I'm here, I buy lunch for everybody. Um, and that's kind of a morale thing, right? For me at least. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, and then if we have a really like, like this week, last week and this week were really, really stressful weeks for us. Um, a lot of orders, a lot of last minute, like Halloween, we got a really last minute, um, order that, um, was just rough. It was really rough. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, Angela said, but super successful. The client was super happy. You know, we it was glitter transfers from Transfer Express that were a nightmare to put on. Separate topic. Um, but we got it done. Client was super happy. Their event was super successful, and they got a lot of great feedback uh, from their merch. And they're going to do another, re you know, good order, another big order with us. So, you know, I'll I'll give them a little bit extra on their salaries just to say thank you. Got it. Got it. So you it's, know, it's I'll more of a, like a, a spot. Bonus. Yeah. I'll take a look at what we like, you know, how much the week was and you know, how well we did as a business and, you know, give them a little bit extra. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I guess as we're around. growing eventually, um, yeah. So like right now it's cool to buy lunch for three or four people. No big deal. You know, if you had 20 people, Right. It, it could be a little bit of a, True. Of a harder yeah. thing to do, you know, it wouldn't scale to give well. people, yeah, 50 or a hundred bucks extra a week, just because you have a good week. If you have a huge, a huge team, it's hard, right? Right. It could be hard at least. Um, so we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure that out as we grow, but for now, what, what, uh, zero to 500, what else do you think help contribute to that? Hard work and good people around me. Yeah great people around. Me. How did you find the other good people? So you talked about the referral from the pizza shop was one. Yeah. Which was Angela. Right. Um, and then we've really just kind of, we've tried a bunch of people and they either worked out or they didn't. There was a time where like every week I had a new person in here in production really? and they just couldn't, they couldn't. Yeah. Like we were, and at that time we were just doing transfers, you know, like pressing shirts and they just couldn't do it. Right. Right. Like either, couldn't keep up or, or didn't want to, um, 
you know, and until we found somebody who actually enjoyed doing it. And it happened to be that she came from a large format uh, print shop. Um, so she kind of had a general idea. Um, obviously, apparel was a little different than what she was used to, but she was able to catch on. And she's been with us for, I want to say, at least six months, if not more. Were there any growth challenges that, that maybe you'd have done differently? I would have. So we bought an auto. Um, I would have done that a lot sooner. I think that we could have done a lot more when, uh, this when year. When would you have gotten it? Was there like a revenue marker or was it a timing? What What do you think? So we had a manual. We were doing that thing. But the problem was I couldn't find somebody because I didn't know it myself. I guess it was hard for me to train somebody to do it. Um, and that was taking away a lot of time because I was standing there pressing, sh- I mean, you know, printing shirts, pulling a squeegee. Um, and that kind of, that, that wasn't working out. Right. Cause at that time I was doing all the artwork, you know, um, even though Angela was selling, I was doing all the artwork, you know, I would have, I, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. Like she's saying it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, having an auto, it just streamlined the process for us. Um, a little bit, a little bit better, and we're still we. It's it's super new, right? So we're still getting, you know, getting comfortable. But and when did you buy it again? A year ago, six months ago. Okay, got it. So you're thinking, maybe two years ago, or or when? Do, when do you think? No, no, like a year ago. Okay. Like I, probably. And my biggest thing was I, I was scared of the payments, right? So like I, I financed it, sure, uh, or leased it with an option to buy. Um, and I was really scared of the payments. Like, are we going to be able to do it? And I got to a point where I said, scared money don't make money. There's an extra, there's an extra thousand or 2000 in the bank every month. You know, that's God forbid. We don't God for, I looked at it like this. I said, the payments are, you know, cause I put some money down and stuff. So the payments are like 1100 bucks a month. Okay. I said to myself, if things stay exactly the same as they are right now, we don't grow at all. Just keep doing what we're doing. Is there an extra $1,100 every month to make this payment? The math added up, so I did it. You know, obviously, once we get it going fully and the press turning all the time, um, you know, that that top line will grow 100%. What do you think that was from? Was it, and maybe it was a combination of things. Like when you got the auto, was it, the mental aspect of shit, I gotta, you know, I gotta get out there, I gotta sell more, or was it? Uh, well, my mind is always, yeah, my mind is always in, um, in sales, in sales mode. The only way to make money in business is to sell. It doesn't matter how great of a printer you are, if you can't sell, you're not gonna make money. But in theory, too, on the on the production side, right, you could turn jobs around quicker, which, you know, you get paid faster, and it and it and it compounds sure. over a sure. year, um, in combination with growth, of course. But yeah, it's, it's just interesting to think about. I, we've heard that from other people who they were like, "Yeah, I definitely would have made the jumper earlier." And then you know what fuels it? Obviously, you were on a strong growth trajectory, so that momentum just kept. Yeah, I mean, like I did some consulting work with Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Farrig? Farrig, awesome. yeah. And he said to me, Vlad, 
maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you should outsource everything because maybe you should be a sales organization and just sell. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I didn't take his advice is because I tried it. I tried it for a little bit. I tried it for maybe 10 orders or so. Um, turnaround time for contract printers in our area right now is three weeks to a month. I built my business on fast turnarounds, if you can call it. Right. right? To be competitive. And I guess yeah. long term, that's also hard to scale. Right. So my, I have customers that we, you know, ordered stuff and we just happened to have shirts in stock. So they ordered stuff. We didn't have much going on. We printed them. They got them the next day. Right. Long term, when you have a bunch of orders, yeah, that's not scalable. You can't keep doing that. But the contract shops like that, I like we have a shop 10 minutes away. That's uh, 12 autos, 150 heads of embroidery. They have like almost they're working 24 hours a day. I think they have 300 people working there. Mm-hmm. They're two to three weeks at minimum. And I can't. And that's from the t- day they get the goods. They have all the art. They have everything approved. You know, so really it's a month. I can't have customers waiting a month to get their stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's, that's why that edge. didn't work for me. And that's where the. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's where. But honestly. That hasn't stopped us. Right. Like. I got an auto because we were doing so many transfers. Pressing four, five hundred, six hundred piece orders front and back with transfers. Like two people standing up to press all day. Eight to ten hours a day. Like when. When I saw that, I said, I got to I gotta come up with something. I got to do something because this is not scalable, right? Yes, I can add another press. I can add like another heat press. I can add another body, but that's still going to give me 400 shirts a day. If I want to grow, I, I can't do 400 shirts a day. Right. So that's the way I looked at it, and that's what made me pull the trigger. Got it. What do you think 2022 looks like for you guys? Like, What, what are you trying to tackle? What's your biggest focus? So we, I do want to hire – um, another full, full-time person in production, mm-hmm. um, who can, you know, for the most part own, uh, the screen printing portion of the business. Um, I think that if we have a dedicated person that's only doing that all day, um, that'll help us, that'll help us grow. There's a lot of challenges though. There's a lot of challenges these days with everything going on. Hiring, getting garments is, yeah is rough. Like I used to order, I used to order, you know, once a day, once every other day, um, you know, depending on what we have now I order as, as orders are confirmed. So like people are confirmed. I know that like somebody ordered 20 hoodies, 24 hoodies or something like that. I knew that those 24 hoodies is over 200 bucks. I went on SNS and ordered them, you know, just because I could go there an hour later and they could be sold out. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's the, that's the playing field right now. You know, prices are going up on everything and it's just, those are the types of challenges. So I hope things turn around and things become easier. Definitely. In that sense. You know, this is really cool story. Just hearing zero to 500. Uh, I want to, I want to hear the 500 to a million in a couple of years. We need to come back and yeah. we do something live at the conference or something. You'll have to grab me when, when that happens, though. <laughs> I'll let you know. Awesome. I'll let you know. Everybody, this is Vlad Kalman, Printing on Main Street. You guys can reach out to him, too, if you guys have questions. They're out of Woodridge, New Jersey. Vlad, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for listening as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And thanks for coming to the conference, too. I'm Bruce from Printavo, guys. We'll see you on the next week's episode. Mm-hmm.
Thank you.